Jeff here. Thanks for listening. Go to playvolutionhq.com slash ccbag or click the link in the show notes for the show's archives, ways to connect, ways to support the show, information about happy hour, and more. I'm Jeff Johnson coming to you from upstairs studio in the snuggery along the Gulf of Mexico with me, Lisa fucking Murphy. How you doing, Lisa Murphy? I am good. It's nice to be back. Good to see you again. I'm glad to be with you. I, I've got I've got a topic I want to get into. I, it was something that was on my mind and I didn't know who I was going to talk to, to about it. And I, I thought you would be the perfect person. Before that, though, uh, we were we were out walking the dogs on the beach the other day and Tasha spotted some thrashing about in the water and it was very exciting for a moment we had to figure out what it was and it ended up uh looking closely spotted a couple of tiny little dorsal fins because it was a couple little dolphins in some shallow water playing playing apparently playing chase because there would be splashing and there'd be splashing someplace else nearby and uh they're just just uh just little baby dolphins fucking around which was pretty pretty cool um and then we went home um so there's no really point to the story other than that there was some play going on at the beach it it was non-human porn cute porn it was it was it was cute cute little cute little dolphin play i would have would have liked I, I was hoping the dogs it, it was i mean it wasn't deep at all the dogs could have could have went out and joined but that that didn't happen because the only thing better than animals playing is interspecies animal play i think that's pretty cool like uh when i put a i cut up a acorn squash that had kind of outlived its usefulness on my kitchen counter and i cut it up and put it outside and i've been watching the squirrels go crazy over eating that so it's it's still play but it's all food motivated but it's been pretty interesting what do the dogs think about the squirrels are they outside at the same time or oh no we don't have a fence so the dogs are oh dogs don't oh, know no, not, not they're not free range no no they, no they the, hit the, the golf road. Course, the golf course prevents that unfortunately <laughs> No, I get to yeah, watch yeah. The, the, the antics of the squirrels, you know, on the 200 year old, you know, live oak tree that's in the backyard. Oh, it's so beautiful. And the squirrels run all over and up and down. It's just like Chippendale. They're just like all over the place. And then we have white squirrels here in Kissimmee. They're own, they're unique, apparently, to Kissimmee because there's a, a retirement community down the street. And apparently somebody had three white squirrels as pets. And one day they released them. And so now the only place you're going to see white squirrels are in Kissimmee. So there's your trivia tidbit for the day. I hear they're delicious. <laughs> cutest animals, cutest animals. They're the best tasting. Um, so Lisa Murphy, um, I, I turned 55 a couple of weeks ago, about a month ago now. And um, 55, the, uh, the age my dad was when he died, which is kind of uncomfortable feeling. Yeah, how's that? Uh, 
Yeah, you know, yeah, I I'm in a lot better shape than he was. Um, but I got to thinking, you know, you kind of start reflecting. I, I those numbers that end in zero or, yep. or fives, I think, are ones wow. you think about. And so I started thinking about what would eight, nine, ten year old Jeff think about fifty five year old Jeff, and in in some ways, young Jeff would be impressed some ways probably disappointed in some ways confused and so i thought maybe we could we could talk about what our our younger selves would think about our our grown-ups so well, i want you to elaborate right out the gate what would what would young jeff be be happy or excited about well i mean the biggest one is Je young jeff would like nine-year-old ten-year-old jeff would be would be okay so Jeff ended up marrying a girl that is just as pretty as any of the girls in the bra section of the Sears and Robux catalog. <laughs> and I, 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 um, Lisa Murphy, I, I thought that, and then I had to go online and I found a website that has like hundreds of old, catalogs old sears and jc penny catalogs like every page scanned and i i, who I went, did I, that who did that <laughs> i don't know but i look i don't allow myself to go down any internet rabbit oh, holes God. very often for too long but i've got the page uh bookmarked so i can go back because i i want to dig into the the toy sections and all that kind of stuff but there's i mean just the the these the the um the 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 style there's just uh it's 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 gonna be fun uh but anyway uh once i had that thought i i found the site i went okay like 1978 and there there was a a model there that i fucking remembered i mean she's up, really <laughs> yeah and i'm like oh yep that's the one and so i don't know if i ended up with the style of wife i ended up with because of the sears catalog or if if i'm i mean if we're just wired that um i was interested in that 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 hottie in the Sears catalog because that's just the way I'm wired or if the catalog wired me that way um but he'd be really impressed that uh that that he ended up with that girl so so that was a big one one of the one of the things he'd be kind of disappointed by I think is the fact that I I, I I keep my head shaved. I mean first I started wearing it short and then I started shaving it. Um look I could grow Lisa Murphy, if I wanted to, I could grow a luxurious 1970s um, head of hair if I wanted to. Uh, it just seems like a lot of fucking work, though. When was the last time you tried? Are you still sure you can? Oh, yeah. There, oh, there's there's no empty spots up there. It would totally come in. Um, but uh, it's just too much work. And and nine-year-old Jeff, when he's, look, um, he didn't like his hair to go be cut above his ears because he, he has pointy ears and got teased about it. And so he wanted the longer hair. And the fact that I shaved my head on purpose um, would, would astound nine-year-old Jeff. Um, so that's, what were some, what were some, uh, like, uh, play hobbies that nine-year-old Jeff did? Like, 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 do you still do any of the things that nine-year-old Jeff did in regard to like playing outside or playing? I mean, um, 
don't know. Um, he like, was, did you ride I mean, bike? Were you were you like? Did you have like the oh, game? Yeah, yeah. Um, and- it's not a it's not a dirt bike, and I'm not going over ramps made of cinder blocks and plywood anymore. Um, but but yeah, still pedaling around. Still, I I think he was also an observer of stuff. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. so that's kind of I I I I kind of like stepping back and observing the world as it happens. And I think he kind of kind of did that too. So he might be happy that I'm still I'm still doing that. It says, um, would young Jeff be surprised at any food? You sorry, these are just jumping in my head right now. Of, of any food that you like now that you hated back then? That's a curious. Well, I I was thinking about that this morning because I told you last time we were together that I'm making corned beef and cabbage um, today, and and the fact that I eat cabbage on a regular basis on purpose would would have freaked him the fuck out. The 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 number of avocados and lemons I go through would probably um astound him the the fact that i could eat ice cream whenever the fuck i wanted to but don't <laughs> but don't <laughs> would probably would probably something be something that he he found kind of kind of curious i guess um so all of what that would happened be disappointed about do the hair is would that be it the i think hair? the hair would be the big disappointment um i think he would uh, are you more buff he, are you more buff now Oh, oh yeah. He, he, he would, uh, he would have, he would have been impressed with my deadlift and bench press and, uh, and squats. So, uh, that's, that's nice. I think he would have been confused about a couple things because, um, it'd be like, uh, yeah. So, Hey, nine-year-old Jeff, I, yeah. You, oh yeah. I got a driver's license and I drove all over the place tens and tens of thousands of miles a year sometimes. And then I just, four or five years ago, just quit driving, and get tired of it. He'd be like, what the fuck? And I'd be like, oh yeah, you know what? You know what else? I, I went on so many airplanes. I got bored and frustrated and annoyed with airplanes that I just, I mostly gave it up. And he, he his jaw would drop and he'd be like, what the, what the fuck? Um, I think is what he'd be with, with that. So that would be kind of be confusing to him because who gets tired of, of driving or going on, on airplanes and then just stops. Um, so that would have, I haven't reached that. That would have been a thing. <laughs> no, no, it's kind of, what would, what would young, young Lisa be thinking about, about 54 year old Lisa? Well, it's funny. Cause I, I did before, before we started, I quickly did the math of like what year that was like to give myself some kind of like way back dial in time machine point of reference. So eight, nine, 10, eight, nine, 10. That was a big transition time for me. I was already, there was already three kids. So if we lock on nine, just to be age nine. Um, so Tom was born, Mikey was born. My mom had numerous miscarriages after Mikey. Kimmy wasn't born until the following year. But when I think about myself at that age, um, <laughs> um, 54-year-old Lisa would be telling nine-year-old Lisa to put the goddamn sunscreen on and quit your bitching. That's exactly <laughs> what would happen. And for those of you who are not familiar, I literally just got the stitches out yesterday from, I, I think I've had stitches in my body for the last six weeks because I've had so many procedures and I don't want to downplay it and I don't want to over-exaggerate it, but use the freaking sunscreen. Um, probably that would be uh, the sassy pants thing. I mean, also nine, 
And I had forgotten about this until you said nine-year-old Lisa, not the summer that I was nine, Miss Mary, the Miss Mary, let me go work at Mary's nursery school that summer. So she had me, I, and I still have it. She gave me the handbook. You want to, I should send you a copy so you could add oh, it. Yeah, to I'd love to add it in my collection. And she let me sit in on their staff meeting. And I got like briefed on how to be a facilitator of the younger children um, who were incidentally a lot of the younger siblings of the kids that I had actually gone to Mary's nursery school with. Um, and I spent the summer essentially as a teacher's assistant at, at Mary's nursery school. And that, that is probably one of my biggest vivid memories of being, of being nine. Um, probably that'd be, that'd be, I, you'd be violating so many federal law of so many employment right. labor laws. I wasn't now. paid. I wasn't paid. <laughs> Yeah, I still think. though that'd be child labor. She, Miss Miss Mary, would have been hauled hauled to the Hooskow. Oh, oh. So I think I think nine year old Lisa would be I don't know impressed, would be mm -hmm. excited that like that continued to be the trajectory of my professional uh, life. Um, upset? I don't, I don't know. Upset? I don't, I don't know. If that sounds so like look at me, I would not be upset about anything. I just don't know if I can really wrap my brain around anything. I'll think of something at three in the morning when I sit up. Well, I mean, I mean, look, most of us adults aren't really all that impressive to nine-year-olds in a lot of ways. So we, yeah, I mean, we, I would have been the same age as my grandma at the time, right? So <laughs> like I'd be walking, I could walk through the room and and they wouldn't like see me. Uh, I, I, I love mushrooms now. I wouldn't eat a mushroom to save my life when I was little like that. Um, I was also an observer, uh, very much an observer. I think, um, and I, that continues to be the same. I like to watch before I jump in, but once I jump in, then it's like a freaking bull in a China shop. Um, so I think some of my personality would still be like on track, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, I, it's funny when I think about being eight, nine, I think about the clothes that I was wearing because I have a lot of pictures from that time frame. And, and even at that age, my mom was making a lot of my clothes. I had a, a shawl, like a poncho, we called it that my grandma, I, I don't know. I don't do it, but I, I think it was crochet, crochet uh -huh. or knitting. And, and I would put it over my head and it was this like big square and it had these pom poms hanging off of it, so that's that's kind of interesting memory wise. That sounds very late seventies. Oh, it was. Oh, <laughs> so and I had plaid pants for each day of the week, man. Uh, um, yeah. I have I have intentionally destroyed every single photograph I've come across of myself from that time frame because why. Um, because I was dressed in things that I really didn't get to have a lot of say over. I don't think none of us did. But and, get dressed. We're going to grandma's. Yeah, get dressed. We're going so, to church. Yeah. So I, I just kind of, I, I don't want to look at that. I, yeah, I don't need the plaid bottoms. Now, now, what's interesting for me when I think about that time frame? So, of course, you know, nobody had a crystal ball. But the the next year, so in 1980, so right now we're talking about 78, 79, 
1980, we moved from San Francisco cross country to Rochester, New York. That was that big, huge family move. And my sister had been born the year before. And I had prayed for a sister. I wanted a sister. But Kimmy was born when I was 10. We're 10 years apart. And she was so sick when she was born. And I think we've talked about that future way past um, episodes. She was super, super, super sick. And she spent like months in um, Oakland Children's Hospital. And we used to go in and we couldn't touch her. We couldn't go in and see her. We could only look through the window. And there was this one other little boy that always was at the window with me. His baby brother was in there too. And one day the nurse came out and we were like, why can't we go in? Why can't we go in? And the nurse actually, we were what, nine, 10 years old. She squatted down and she looked at us and she said, I know you want to be in there, but you don't want to be in there. And we were like confused. And she said, because if we let you in, that means your baby's going to die. And the next time I went to the freaking hospital, that boy was in there holding his baby. And no. let me tell you, I, I think about, you know, there's things that stick with you your whole life. I can see that like it happened yesterday, like that video that I can replay in my head. And I never saw that, that boy ever again, but we were like, we were bonded over this shared thing. And then knowing that he was in there. And I'm like, and I think about that sometimes as an adult, like, did he understand? Like, did, was the nurse preparing him? Like they knew that he was going to be let in tomorrow, you know, cause we were there every single day mm -hmm. with that. And I don't know. It just, it's interesting. That was a very pivotal, pivotal time frame because my parents were at the hospital all the time. And me and my brothers were literally like, thank God we were still by friends and family. We like bounced around and just like lived with everybody else when all of that was, was happening. And then so quickly after that, we move to 3000, 3000 miles away. And, and that, I mean, not that this is like the, the memory show, but that, that was big stuff, man. Big stuff. Sure. Did you, was it a, did you fly or drive across country? We flew. We were moved out by Xerox. I know this because my it's family narrative, not because I mean, I remember the flight. I remember everybody because it's mm -hmm. before 9-11. So like every single Whitworth and Griffin came to the airport. We were on a red eye flight in first class. Three children. No, four because Kimmy was born. Four children. My mom and dad. We took up the entire first class. And and my mom to this day said you should have seen everybody's face when the family walked in with a babe in arms and all sat in first class and all, you know, <laughs> back then all the businessmen go like, Oh, shit. <laughs> did you give that baby a Benadryl? Like what's going on? I don't remember the flight. Um, I remember the goodbye party. Um, but yeah, then we, we flew, we flew cross country and set up house in Rochester. But um, yeah, I. And Lisa Murphy has lived on airplanes since. Yeah. My first airplane trip, I was in uh, fourth grade. My grandparents, my mom's mom and dad, rest in peace, Dorothy and Tom, they wanted to take me to St. Louis, which is where my dad, my grandpa grew up. And so that was my fourth grade. Now I remember that flight. And you know why I remember that flight? Because my grandpa drank about eight bottles of the little bit of wine, the wine bottles that they used to give you on the plane, not like a bottle, 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 for those of you not seeing what my hands are doing, but but the, they were smaller bottles of wine. And I just remember him just drinking them. We were on TWA. I remember again, what I was wearing, 
weird, right? That uh, for somebody who has absolutely no fashion sense and who wears the same outfit pretty much every day, to have memories based on clothing, I find it's kind of interesting. <laughs> what were you wearing? Um, I had on plaid pants and a green shirt. Um, and one of my favorite shirts at the time that I wore pretty much the whole time I was in St. Louis was a baby blue t-shirt, but it had an applique design on it of a little girl at the beach with a big hat covering her face in an umbrella. And when I was cleaning out the storage unit of all the memorabilia that I decided to save, um, I found that shirt and I took a picture of it and I sent it to my growing up best friend. And she said, oh my God, I remember that shirt. You always wore it. <laughs> It's weird. You have to have to have to go on Etsy or someplace and find somebody to make you a make you a replica. Growing up size one. Yeah, growing up size. No, uh, it's powder blue. I wouldn't wear it. Uh, no, <laughs> not, not in the powder blue anymore. I think I think um, young Jeff would also be impressed by by all of the technology I've got at my fingertips. The fact uh, that I can I can pick up a flat piece of glass and talk to somebody on the other side of the world, whatever I want to. Um, the fact that the, 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 the smallest monitor I've got, I've got three monitors here in the studio. The smallest monitor is bigger than the biggest TV we have growing up. And, uh, what and, about, and speak and to the entrepreneurship. I'm, I'm interrupting you. Cause I want to keep this thought in my head. Talk to me about the entrepreneurship. Would that have surprised young Jeff? What entrepreneurship? I mean, you, 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 you run your own gig, right? It's you're the boss. Yeah, well, see, that would be a look. I still, I still don't know how to explain what I do to people, and so explaining it to nine-year-old Jeff would probably also be confusing because, I, I mean, the way, I mean, somebody, somebody asked me what I do, and I'm like, well, I talk to women on the internet. No, you can't it, say it like that. <laughs> I mean, but that's exactly, I mean, that's my, that's what I do, Lisa Murphy, um, either via this podcast or via online trainings. That's, that's pretty much my gig is talking to, I mean, it's look, some dudes show up every once in a while and that's cool, but it's 98% women and it's 100% on the internet, just not, well, 98% on the internet. So, um, that's, that's my job. Um, and that doesn't, but I, mean, I think I think don't you think young Jeff would be to some degree impressed with the you know that you're not I don't I don't know some of the we've talked before about our childhood memories and things like that. I I think young Jeff would maybe appreciate that you're a, a little bit more non-traditional when it comes to a career choice. I think eight or nine or 10 year old Jeff wouldn't have been, but 12 or 13 and right, from there on fair. Jeff would have been, I, I, I mean, I was, I, I don't think I, it was, it was probably middle school where I got more independent and bullheaded and. All right. And I'll give you that. So I, I probably, probably wasn't there yet, but, um, and then just, just how easy it is to do things. I mean, if I want a page of something printed out, true, true. I push a button. Back in the day, you had to, you had to have a typewriter or and know how to type, or you had to have a mimeograph machine, and you had to. I mean, 
it, it's just so much easier to do things. I think I, I, the the fact that other things hadn't changed, the fact that that I don't have a a, a rocket pack or a flying car would have been disheartening. <laughs> the fact that we haven't been back to the moon would be would be disappointing because um, young Jeff was all into the 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 baby space shuttle program that was going on in the in the late seventies and then that came came to fruition in the eighties and and all of that. Um, the fact that we 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 dropped the ball there, I think, would be would be kind of disheartening. Um, Did young but- Jeff collect anything? Like would. Would little Jeff be looking and going like, dude, you got rid of all those Hot Wheels? Like anything oh, I, like- I, 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 I only missed one Hot Wheel, Hot Wheel, and I and I found it on uh, on um, eBay ten years ago now, fifteen years ago now, and paid way too much for it. And so I've got, I've got, I've, I've replaced my favorite, my favorite Hot Wheel car. What, all the others. What was the favorite? What was your favorite Hot Wheel? Um, it's just this little green car. Okay. I mean, I could go in the other room and and get it, but that would that would leave a little bit of dead space in the podcast, which would be awkward. Oh, I could sing a song. I could sing a song. Yeah. Just- <laughs> <laughs> so that would be a that would be a thing. Um, and I mean, music. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. I, I mean, forty fives and record players, and then you got to get the thing to put in the middle so it fits oh, on. I the, hated that little yellow spindle, thing. and and then if somebody fucks around and the needle gets broken and. And now and or yeah, did and then you had to hear hear that. I think young Lisa would maybe be a little disappointed that my musical taste tastes haven't really changed. (laughs) Still still listening to the Gibbs. Well, no, like I used to listen to these were gifts to me, like uh, the Disneyland Haunted House album and the Cinderella album. Like I'm still into show tunes and all that movie stuff and like really branch out a little bit, honey. Like (laughs) and and I do, but it's not my default setting. Yeah, I I think I think young Jeff would be really impressed with uh, Spotify. The fact mm. that I can push up push a button and the song will start playing on on my phone and then push another button and that will that same song will pick up right where it is on the iPad or the TV and and uh, I can find any song I want to listen to at any time and that that would be pretty pretty cool. I I don't know what he would think about fucking podcasts. That's kind of that it's kind of a weird a weird thing to try to explain. Um, well, I I tell people it's like a radio show. Yeah, like, I mean now like a, 10, well, 10 well, 11 years ago when everybody started, knows nobody nobody yeah, nobody had an was, idea what it right? was 10 years ago, but um so that would be now, that would be a thing, but Do you think I mean, does everybody and their brother have a podcast nowadays? I I I assume so. I I rewatched the the new Ghost, but it's not new anymore. But the newer Ghostbusters movie, and I absolutely love that movie. And there's the young character in it who's the, his. He goes by podcast because he absolutely records everything all the time. And I got no you know closing comment there, just other than you know everybody does probably have a, a podcast. And uh, so how? I mean, all that, the cool people. Well, I was going to say that that eternal question of how how you still continue to stay relevant when when everybody is is doing it. Well, 
Hey, listeners, that's one thing about this show. Not relevant, never has been, never will be. Um, so. It's ir- what, not irrelevant. It's irreverent, right? Remember, I got yeah. mixed up way back in the early days. I got mixed up. You know, I do a sidebar to this and just a little like uh, uh, uh for our listeners, but maybe also for you, Jeff. Uh, I, I love it when Facebook memories pop up with the early times that we were all together. And it wasn't that long ago that that initial, and I think I even texted you. I was like, oh, Facebook just reminded me that I walked home tonight to the hotel covered in paint and peanut butter and glitter and caro syrup. And and that was absolutely wonderful. And, and not to circle up with a little bit of sentimentality, because I know that's your favorite thing. But, you know, I, I think about the the things that led up to me initially even being able to be a part of it and and having been a part of the podcast for for so long and now to have kind of a reboot 2.0 is is really exciting to me so i just well to- look all that happened because i just wanted a cool kid to pay attention to me so you know that's what was going cool on there <laughs> um so i think i think overall overall i'd get a decent score from 9 year old jeff I, I think I would too. I, I maybe she'd be surprised that like oh, like you're still at Mary's. <laughs> <laughs> like, did you never? Is it like The Shining? You never left that staff meeting. You're just like <laughs> eternally here, forever. But I don't think it would be surprised in a in a negative way. But just maybe surprised that at such a young age you can be so like already focused on you know where you want to put your energy. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think he'd be impressed that um, I had two, I not only had a big dog, but I had two of them. Um, and, uh, and, and that I got to go to the beach every day. I think he'd be pretty cool with that because uh, the closest, I mean, landlocked Iowa, maybe there were a couple trips a year during the summer to the quote unquote beach, which was along a lake and usually not very beachy. Um, so that would, that would be pretty impressive, I guess. Um, so you, little Lisa would probably be impressed that I have dogs seeing as I was scared shitless of them when I was little <laughs> and my grandma's dog ripped my face off when I was 18 months old. So, you know, she might be like, well, all right. All oh, right. Yeah. Grew some balls. All right. Good for you. <laughs> all right. Eating mushrooms. Yeah. Got some dogs. All right. Good for you. <laughs> So listeners, what the fuck does this have to do with early learning? I don't know. I just thought it'd be a fun conversation to have. What would your eight, nine, 10 year old self think about who you've turned into today? And um, does it matter to you or, or not? I don't, I don't know. It's something to, it's something to fun to reflect on. Um, I'm going to be digging into all those old Sears catalogs to find out what's going on there. Pervert. No, I mean, no, I'm more, I, I, I want to get into the toy sections. The toy section would be, you know, what I would be curious about is the kitchen section, like the yeah. like appliances and, and, you know, for such a long time, the Sears catalog sold everything. You could buy a house in the Sears catalog and it would show up and then you could just build your house. So like, like, let me see what the ovens looked like. Let me see like all of that. Oh, well, I mean, for us in the late 70s, the Sears catalog was the closest thing we had to the internet. 
It it was. And and it was also um okay, so we could probably do a whole episode on on the Sears catalog. My parents, God love them, because they were doing the best they could. They would have us go through and and circle what we wanted, right? They would or circle what we were in what, what we want for Christmas or for our birthdays. And my parents would often cut out the picture and then put it in the card or put it in a note and be like, you know, this is coming. And of course we never got it. And, and it was always this kind of running joke as we became adults as children is, you know, that none of us trust an IOU because you're not, you're not ever going to get it. And if we, we could fill up a poster board with all of that. And so that, that really good intention of them thinking that they gave it to us, but who's going to remind them? Like, you know, you never really, you never really, you never really. So yes, I think the the catalog was this double-edged sword. It was filled with all of this potential and excitement, but also greed and stuff you want, but don't need, but then also a little bit of disappointment, you know, that, mm -hmm. that, I mean, yeah, I can. Yeah. I mean, that's life in general, right? Exactly. So maybe without even realizing it, my parents were getting me ready for the real world. <laughs> <laughs> hey, listeners, if you want to talk about early learning stuff or not, you can join me for a happy hour the fourth Tuesday of the month, 7.30 p.m. Central Time. There's a uh, quick Zoom registration link in the show notes if you want to want to hop on there. We talk about whatever you want to talk on. I try not to overserve myself because somebody's got to wrap up the show, but uh, but uh, it's, a, it's a good time if you want to come to happy hey. hour. Yeah. Still have the listener hotline? Uh, no. Okay. No. Uh, you need to connect. You go over to myplayhaven.com and send me a message over there. Gotcha. Uh, that hotline. Uh, no Zoom. Zoom made it complicated to keep the line up and running, and I said fuck gotcha. that because I'm a lazy son of a bitch. Um, this here, this here has been the Child Care Buyer and Girl Podcast, the longest, the the, 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 the the world's longest running and most prolific early learning podcast. Don't say anything about good or relevant or useful, just <laughs> prolific and long running. That's what we've got going for us. Back soon. Thanks for listening. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. <laughs> prolific and long running. This has been an Explorations Early Learning Upstairs Studio production. Oh.